For two millennia now, Christians have encountered the risen Christ through simple acts of hospitality. We care for the vulnerable, or we are nursed back to health and can feel God's presence. We share a meal, whether the simple bread and cup of communion or a feast with friends. And like these disciples, we can discover God surprising us at table. We make space for guests in our homes, or we are blessed with others welcoming us in. And we can be reminded of what it is to be sheltered by the Holy One. Except, of course, not not now, not for weeks and weeks now. We can't go into each other's homes. We can't share meals. We can't tend one another's bodies. Our care for each other takes the form of carefully maintaining this distance between us. And I don't think this is the way most of us would design our lives. Given most any other option, this is not how we would live with one another or look for God in our midst. And I'm confident that the disciples were not living their plan A either. Instead, they are hightailing it out of the city, returning home, dejected and probably really scared. All they know is that Jesus, the one who is going to set everything right, has been crucified. That's the end for them, and they have given up on their plan, their hope, their awesome goals for a new kind of kingdom. And then after they've been walking for a couple of hours, they, they encounter this person along that hot and dusty road. They're just kicking along. And they run into him, and as far as they can tell, he lives under a rock. It is confounding. How could he possibly not know? How could anyone not know? After the the city was in turmoil when Jesus was returning, and then living through this whirlwind of mania and violence in his execution... These disciples had had heard from the women that the tomb was empty, that the angels said he was alive again. But really? How could that be? And so they are fleeing. I imagine that after what they had lived through that previous week, they must feel incredibly sad and fearful and just so tired. But they listen. They listen to the stranger as they walk. They, they listen to him crack open these ancient sacred stories. They listen as he, 
He pulls those texts back into conversation with what they are now living. And then, finally, at the end of the day, they draw near to the village. It's time to part ways, and yet, from deep within their sadness, something nudges them towards hospitality. What was it? Were they still curious about this unusual traveler on the road? Or could they see how tired and hungry he looked? Or was it just that they knew the road was a dangerous place to travel, especially alone by night? Something nags at them. Maybe it's the need they see in him. Maybe it's the need they recognize in themselves. Maybe it's both. Whatever it is, they are moved to act, to invite, to host. They're moved to create space for this other human being in their midst, even while they are still scared and sad and exhausted. I have seen countless examples of people living out this goodness right now, inspired by the hardships that many are facing and finding ways to be generous and responsive. It is astonishing and so heartwarming. One story particularly grabbed my attention this week. Uh, There's a, a contractor we've been working with to fix up some parts of our house here in Pleasant Hill. And the other day, he showed me a video from the Seattle Times. In it, his nephew tells the story of how he and his husband have stepped up for their neighbors. They own a local tamale shop, and like most restaurants, the pandemic has changed their business dramatically. But together with an amazing crew of family and friends and staff, they have quickly changed gears. And now they are feeding anyone who is hungry right now, anyone who is on hard times because of COVID-19. They invite people to just show up, and they'll give them this wonderful hot meal of comfort food. No questions asked, no proof required, just neighbors helping neighbors. That already is is gorgeous and good. But Osvaldo and Dennis, the owners of Freelard Tamales, they've taken it a step further. They had heard that all the flower vendors who typically sell their flowers at the, the famous Pike Place Market, they no longer had a way to do business. All their flowers were just being composted. And so Dennis and Osvaldo stepped in. They connected with the farmers, and they brought whole shipments of the flowers to their shop 
and now they are distributing them. Flowers for first responders and flowers to go with the tamales for those who are hungry. I think Osbaldo and Dennis really understand what it is to be human. Yes, first and foremost, people need to be fed. And people also need beauty. This, my friends, this is hospitality. It is the work of creating space to share need and beauty, to honor and respond to both. This is not plan A that we are living right now. We might not be living plan A for a while yet, or B, or C, and still there is room to live this hospitality. Even if we're on that dusty road, scared and sad, even if we've just made it back to the village, tired and unsure. Today's gospel reminds us that God is reliably, consistently, incredibly present in these times when our plans don't work, when we're left disappointed and scrambling, maybe even running away. That's when God rises. That's when God shows up on that dusty road. That's when God surprises us at dinner. And God will make good on that promise again. And so for, for our part, we get to be creative. What are the needs that we see in ourselves and in our neighbors and in all whom we love? How can we learn more about these needs, creating and hosting space for them to be named and then brainstorm together about addressing them in these strange times. And how can we add beauty, still holding that as a priority? Because as hospitality, it's never just utilitarian. Hosting is holistic. This, this sacred hospitality strives to meet basic needs while adding some comfort, nurturing, connecting. It doesn't have to be as grand as giving away our business, tamales and roses. It can be wonderfully simple, seemingly mundane. Even right now, we can be these hosts. We can welcome the hospitality offered to us. This is what it means to follow, to be a disciple. We remember that God hosts us still, and especially now. That God hosts us graciously and with abundance. We're called to enter into this same practice with one another. We all have need, and we all find beauty. 
We live into both together in this work of sacred hospitality. Even in a pandemic, it is there, in that place, that we will encounter the risen Christ.